All right, so when we're talking about Lutheran identity, um, we recognize that what you believe changes what you see. It changes how you look at everything else, both in the scriptures and in the rest of the world. If you believe that Christ is risen from the dead and you will not die, you can go to your grave a whole lot less afraid. But it also even changes the way that we read the rest of scripture, too. There are Bible stories that um, always seem to mean different things to different people because, well, we read into these Bible stories what we already believe. Um, for example, take Cain and Abel. We know the story there. Um, in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of its flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. And we wonder why. And then we figure it out based on what we already believe about the rest of the Bible. And so Lutherans believe Lutheran stuff about it, and Evangelicals believe evangelical stuff, and Reformed believe Reformed stuff, and Catholics believe Catholic stuff. But here's the thing, when we try to figure out why Abel's uh, sacrifice was acceptable and Cain's wasn't, we come up with all sorts of reasons. We could say that, you know, Abel just tried harder. Like he gave of the first part where, where Cain just sort of got some plants. Um, we, we could say that, you know, Abel really meant it when he gave to God, and Cain in his heart, he was never really committed to this thing. You could say that even, I don't know, Cain was reprobate and just never had a chance of pleasing God, except scriptures speak to all of these things in different ways. But what if there was something simpler? What if there was a Bible verse that actually talked about why one sacrifice was acceptable and one wasn't? One kind of Bible verse that would change how we saw the rest of the scriptures. What if, for example, the Bible would say, indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. What if God actually, through Adam and Eve, or even directly, taught Cain and Abel both how to sacrifice? You take the firstborn, and it bleeds to cover your sins, which should maybe sound vaguely familiar. It was the core of all of the temple sacrifices throughout the Old Testament. And of course, it's God who sent his own son into the world to bleed and to die to cover all of your sins, to give you forgiveness, life, and salvation. What if Abel sacrificed according to God's word and command? Whether or not you actually have it, that's okay. It wasn't given for you to make sacrifices by blood. Your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. What if Abel wanted with all of his heart, really, really meaning it, trying as hard as he could to please God by his own works. And so he gave his fruit of the ground, the best that he could do. Still wasn't enough. Whether it be his best or his worst, it's not enough to please God. So it doesn't even matter how hard he tried, it's of him, and that's why it didn't work. If something were to bleed, it could cover Cain's sin. And so God in his mercy put a mark on Cain so that no one would murder him. God in his mercy left Cain safe that he might hear the promise of this coming child who would crush the head of the devil forever, who would by the shedding of blood atone for the sinners, who would be Jesus to die upon the cross for Cain, for Abel, for me, for you. 
You see, when you actually find Christ at the center of all of the scriptures, his blood, his sacrifice, it does change how we read the rest of those stories. We go looking not then for who was the best behaved to get the prize, not for who God really loved and who God just didn't, not for the, the way that we could work to please God, but for Jesus inside of all of the scriptures at work through the same act of mercy, one time shedding of blood for you for the forgiveness of sins, that one story told over and over again, so that in all of these things, we could be brought closer to the truth that Christ has bled and died for you. See, Lutheran eyes, they change how you read the scriptures. We go looking for Jesus. We go looking for him to shed his blood for sinners, that apart from our works, we would be made righteous. And the thing is, Jesus is everywhere in the Bible, even in the Old Testament stories. The, the shedding of blood to cover sins is everywhere. The firstborn giving up his life that we would be freed from the bondage of sin, that God would find us acceptable in his sight, that God would be pleased with us. That's the whole of the scriptures. Jesus died for you. It changes everything, and it's great.